Welcome to Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age, the show designed to help make middle age your prime time of life by defying the notion that once you reach 40, 50, or even 60 years old, your crowning achievements are all behind you. Regardless of whether you're just approaching 40 or are firmly entrenched in your middle years, it's time to launch your very own personal journey toward a joyful and purpose-filled second half of life. Each week, host Roy Richards, an expert on midlife renewal and author of A Midlife Challenge, Wake Up, will discuss the challenges common to middle age and help guide you to a brighter tomorrow. Now, here's Roy. As we near the beginning of a new year, it's once again time for those annual resolutions. And like me, aren't you growing tired of making the same promises to yourself year after year? I'm going to take more time out next year to have fun with spouse and kids. No more chasing a bigger paycheck. Next year, I'm going to decide what I really want to do for the rest of my life, or I resolve to take better care of my body, change my diet, lose 20 pounds, get more better sleep, uh, routinely exercise to stay in shape. Great resolutions, but it's extremely difficult, isn't it, to accomplish them through willpower alone. So how about a great new resolution for next year, one that will ensure that you accomplish every single dream that is truly important in your life? And here it is. Over the next several weeks or months, however long it takes, I will uncover my flow state and will spend the remainder of my life in perpetual joy. Can you believe that there is a state of consciousness called the flow state where the mind is able to move beyond normal thinking? may sound too good to be true, but my guest, Nishama, uh assures us that she's kind of like Madonna. She goes by Nishama only, and she assures that, that mastering this flow state can lead to perpetual improvement in health, happiness, and productivity, not to mention genuine peace of mind, regardless of any challenge we may face. And uh, my guest, Nishama, uh, whose latest book is uh, listed as the Shama Kona, in case you're looking for it, uh, is here to describe what that flow state is and how each of us can get into it. And here's her biography. She's a worldwide yoga teacher, author, retreat leader, performing artist, and inspirational speaker. She's an award-winning innovator, founder of the Global 30-Day Yoga Challenge, Perfect 10 Lifestyle, and Paranshama Yoga Institute, and her videos can be seen by over 85 million viewers across multiple platforms all around the world. And she's a media favorite. She's been featured on ABC, NBC, and Fox News, and in a great number of publications, including the Wall Street Journal and Forbes magazine. She's even given a speech at the U.N., and she's author of several books and CDs, including her latest book, Yoga for Surfing, uh, tips, techniques, and living the flow state. And hello, Deshama. Uh, hearty Midwest welcome. I guess you're speaking to us from a little warmer climbs. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thank you so much for having me. Actually, it's pronounced Dashama. Oh, I'm sorry. That's so, yeah, okay. <laughs> I just wanted everybody to know. And uh, yeah, it's so nice to be here. Well, it's looking at your trim, energetic, and um, joyful appearance, uh, most of us can only marvel. Have you always been in such great shape, both physically and emotionally, or did you have to work at it? <laughs> Definitely had to work at it. I kind of built my life around the work around it because it had a really rough start as a young person. Grew up in foster homes, and I had a lot of challenges really early on 
And so it really led me to uh, kind of the need to find a way into a better place emotionally and and also physically. I had a lot of health challenges. I was uh, in a car accident in my spine and uh, got I had scoliosis. And so from the over the years, I developed all of these techniques and practices that I learned from many masters in order to heal myself. And then it just, the desire was to share that with others. That's really the best way to learn something is to do it yourself first anyway, I guess. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, in your biographical material on your website, you reveal that in 2005, you had recovered your health had the perfect home, perfect boyfriend, amazing high-paying job, and was in great shape physically, but you felt like your life was falling apart. You had the courage to do what so many of us only talk about, and that is actually walk away from the job. And- it was scary, you know. I was like, but I, you know, I had no choice. I got so depressed. I couldn't live like that, and I was like, oh. Well, let's let's begin with the basics. You encourage uh, every one of us to find and strive for a state of consciousness you call the flow state. What is flow state, and how does it differ from our normal thinking mode? Everybody in life can benefit from that, and what we aspire to is to be in that more often. You know, if if yeah. possible, it'd be great to be there all the time, but if not, more often is really what we're seeking. Yeah, you you mentioned uh, somewhere that even in the face of challenges, uh, you can still be positive and joyful. And I, I was thinking in the terms of this these horrible fires, uh, wildfires we had recently in California. You know, you could celebrate the fact that your whole family survived, even if your whole house burned down. And uh, you know, look forward to uh, working with others and leading others to. Uh, rally the community and rebuild and uh, help others who are less fortunate and lost everything, celebrate that you had insurance. So so even right. it's something fine awful blessing. like that, you could still have a joyful outlook on life. Although yeah. some people find always find reasons to be God. unjoyful. <laughs> right. Especially around the holidays, you know, there can be many things. But I feel like just finding the blessings in every little thing, even if it's a tiny little one, and then gratitude for what you can appreciate about whatever your situation is, is the starting point. Well, as an internationally recognized yogi and mental health leader, you teach and promote yoga as a pathway to our flow state. We hear the term yoga all the time, and I'm certain uh, a number of listeners attend yoga classes, but for the rest of us, can you please give us a brief definition of what yoga is, how it's applied, and how it's intended, what it's intended to accomplish? Absolutely. You know, a lot of people see yoga poses, and they think it's an exercise, but actually, yoga is a 5,000-year-old ancient system for human development, really, and the poses and everything is like one part of it, and then there's many different aspects. So there's meditation, which is more about the mind, and then there's the breath, which is the connection between your physical and your spiritual world, and there's all these different aspects. So when we talk about yoga, the translation of that word really means to unite your inner dimensions with your physical external world. And so that unity, that oneness that you can experience with your own soul is really the basis, from my experience, it's the basis of, you know, true happiness. 
And yeah, we're disconnected you, from if our you put soul. It somewhere and, you can become one with the ocean of existence. I love the way you put that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you can experience that through meditation. And then the more you get into meditation, the more that can expand for beyond a five-minute experience into a few hours, hopefully into a full day, maybe even to a full life of that experience. Yeah, well, you've invented a special form of yoga called Pranashama Yoga. I'm not sure I pronounced it right. Yeah, you said it right. That was right. Without going into great detail, can you please uh, describe the meaning of the term Pranashama and uh, how your form of yoga is different from uh, more conventional types? Absolutely. It's based on, well, prana is a word in yoga. It's a Sanskrit word from India. It means the life force energy. So it's kind of another word is chi. It's like your spiritual energy. And then shama, is. it means to calm the mind. So prana shama means to utilize this sort of powerful energy that we all have to be able to calm the mind. And when you can calm the mind, you get into that ocean of existence because it's the thoughts that keep us out of that. Flow. <laughs> I know you draw on various styles of yoga, martial arts like Tai Chi and uh, Qi Gong. I, I don't know what those are, but I know they're uh, and and uh, Thai yoga therapy. So it's, it's really a fascinating uh, science you've developed there. Absolutely, I love the fusion approach. You know, every of the every one of the ancient lineages from the Eastern philosophies, whether it's the martial arts or the you know the healing arts or yoga, they all have something wonderful to offer. And I've studied these for the past 13 to 15 years. And basically I learned that all of them have something great to offer. So I combined them into a fusion style. It's based on flow. So there's a style of yoga that it's based around, which is vinyasa, which is a flow yoga. And then combining all these different practices from these ancient traditions, that makes it more fun, it's more creating, it's also more powerful, and it has a lot of specific techniques that we implement into a, a full class experience to people with different blocks. So if you want to get more energy, then you use certain practices. And if you want to be more relaxed, if you want to reduce anxiety or depression, all these different things, there's a practice prescriptive for that. What what are the four major aspects of human existence that yoga addresses? I know you go through that. Oh, yeah. Well, in my book, I talk about the mind, the body, the spirit, and the emotions. You know, so that's like really the four. And I think most people are living in the one-dimensional body. Well, you inform us that there are ten golden rules of Parinjama Yoga to achieve, as you call it, the perfect ten lifestyle. And we don't have time to go into all ten, but can you please give us two or three of the most important? A really critical, important one. We spend so much time judging ourselves and others, and what it does is it keeps us in separation, and it keeps us feeling small. And so just non-judgment of yourself and others and just allowing people to be as they are and, and just knowing that they are where they're at and accepting, you know, where they're at. And then, like, another one is, you know, like, to be accepting of yourself. So that's a little bit different, but it's yeah. it's only, you know, self-love and acceptance. Yeah, you can't really serve others unless you love and accept yourself. I think that's, that's pretty <laughs> <Yeah>. clear. <laughs> It's so crucial. And in this time in the world, there's a lot of challenges in the world. You know, we don't need more things to divide us. We have enough of that. 
Yeah, I love the one that all the politicians should listen to. Be open to all possibilities. So many of the, uh, you know, the conservatives and the liberals only see it their way, and they don't think there's any other possible way that makes any sense. Exactly. So true. So I just feel the more that we can be open, then connect to the infinite existence, and that will allow us to have more harmony between people and also within ourselves. Well, I've talked to individuals who've taken the yoga quickly and have gained major benefit from only a few sessions, while others have told me they never really got the hang. As a renowned teacher, you see folks entering and proceeding on the yoga journey at various stages of mastery. Uh, For most, what is the yoga experience like? Is it easy or hard? And the positive results come quickly and easily. And when they uh, achieve the flow state, do most uh, yoga students remain there, or is there a lot of backsliding? (laughs) (laughs) I guess that's a good question. You know, it's different for everybody. I think it depends on how far you let yourself go. Like if you're really feeling disconnected from yourself and from your body and, and you know, you're just unhappy completely, it may take a little longer. But I've had people in, in one hour go into a total altered state of just feeling that wow. connectedness. And then some people it takes a little longer. But I do see that the longer and the more often you practice, the better it gets. Yeah. And over, let's say, 10 to 12 years, you know, someone can achieve a mastery. It's not something that will happen overnight. It's a commitment, but there's nothing really more important to commit to. <laughs> so, you know, might as well give it a try. Your website offers a great variety of resources, including business mastery, apprenticeship, flow state certification, 100-hour yoga teacher training, and one I'd love, 10-day Bali transformation yoga retreat. Give us your website address so that in, and for interested listeners can explore these options. Yeah, it's just dashama.com. That's D-A-S-H-A-M-A.com. And that's where people can find all of my programs and courses and retreats and training programs. Yeah, I know your website also offers an inexpensive Dashama membership options. Can you briefly describe the benefits and how a listener can join? Yeah, it's super simple. I mean, it's basically a library of most of my videos that I've filmed over the past 10 to 12 years, but primarily a lot of them were filmed recently in Bali and the Maldives and all over the world, training videos and instructional content for yoga and meditation and uh, energy clearing, emotional freedom technique, tapping practices, breathing practices, and just many things to help people to get into the flow. Well, and you also, I know you have two two options. You have the um, basic, and then there's the the other. What are the two options you have for that? Well, there was just an upgraded option if people would like uh, to be able to submit questions, and then in the forum we'll have, we have a frequently asked questions section, so people can, you know, and then we have the community forum where they can ask questions and get you know real time answers because I get so many people asking me millions of questions all the time. And so I wanted to develop a way to be able to respond to everybody. Well, it certainly sounds like something that would be, uh, if you're at all interested in yoga, that would be a place to go to uh, get all those. Yes. Fr- and you have these uh, great blogs on there as well that uh, I noticed. That, uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm sure people want to go to the dashama.com website, and uh, and that's D-A-S-H-A-M-A.com, right? Yeah, that's right. Thank you. 
Well, in conclusion, I'd like to highlight comments from a few Amazon reviews on the quality of Nishama's teachings. One said, Nishama has the gift of inspiration. She is greatly inspired by the practice of yoga, and her message will open your eyes to your true potential. And Nishama is a rising star in the field of mind, body, spiritual health, and personal development. And I don't know about you, but I'm now firmly convinced that up to now I've not been living in the flow. <laughs> and wouldn't it be great to spend the rest of your life in a state of perpetual joy, convinced beyond a doubt that you were doing what you were created and you were placed on this earth to do, and having a real connection to your spiritual self and to the world beyond yourself. And um, be sure to do that. And thanks to me and to Shama and a most happy and prosperous 2019. And enjoy the weather. Thank <laughs> that you. you have out there in Hawaii while the rest of us suffer through winter. <laughs> <laughs> well, so nice to connect with you. Have a beautiful new year. Well, that was a most inspiring interview with Dashima. And during this holiday season, when most of us, even if we're not on vacation, things slow down drastically at work, don't they? And all of the hectic preparation for Christmas Day and Hanukkah are over. Uh, as we spend time with those we love, let our hair down, and if we have any, and relax. This may be an ideal time to search for and then get into our flow state. And I'm not suggesting you chuck it all and move to Hawaii like Dashima did. Uh, certainly those pictures of her in the sand will look pretty appealing. Uh, but wouldn't it be great if we could just slow down the pace just a little, remove life's stress, and go with the flow each day? Uh, we set the pace on our own terms, live the remainder of life with a mindset of perpetual peace and joy, regardless what happens around us. That sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Well, before we go, as you all know, this is the season of compassionate giving and to those we love, but also to strangers, especially to those less fortunate than we are. And I'd like to close this week's program with a story of giving that paid a family back many times over. It's also a modern version of the parable told by Jesus in the Gospel of Mark in the Christian Bible, the one about the poor widow who contributed only two small coins to a temple collection, but that was all she had. And Jesus relates that this meager offering was more precious to God than the far larger offerings of the rich who gave only a small portion of their wealth. And the current story I'm going to tell you was taken from a recent edition of The Upper Room, which is a uh, wonderful little uh, periodical, a daily co a collection of daily devotionals. And this particular devotional was contributed by a lady who recalled an incident from her childhood. It seems that uh, early in their marriage, the author's parents were struggling financially, meager income, heavy educational expenses, family illness, a broken-down vehicle. And one Sunday at a prayer meeting, a man in her parents' church stood up and asked congregants to contribute to a special offering for a family in the community that was experiencing great difficulty and needed financial help. And the girl's father had only $2 with him in his wallet, uh, but with a loving and generous heart, he contributed all of it to the family in need. Well, you'll never guess what happened next. The very next day, the parents were shocked to learn that the money that had been collected by the church was to support their family. 
<laughs> talk about receiving a gift back many times over. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not promising the next time you give, you will receive back a much larger sum of money. But scriptures assure us that, that when we give willingly and lovingly, we'll, we will be paid back many times over. Who knows just how, though? Generosity never fails to pay off with a warm feeling in the heart and in love given and received. And I'm certain you, just like me, have experienced the wonderful feeling when you give freely from your heart. And remember St. Paul's words in his second letter to the Corinthians, verse 9, 7, Everyone should give whatever they have decided in their heart. They shouldn't give with hesitation or because of pressure. God loves a cheerful giver. And I trust all of you will keep this scripture in mind over the holiday season. There's nothing more loving than to be a cheerful giver. And now go out and have yourself a most joyous holiday season. And join us next week as we blast off to a great new year on Middle Age can be your best age, and by golly, it can. Goodbye for now. You've been listening to Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age, hosted by Roy Richards, an expert on midlife renewal and author of both A Midlife Challenge, Wake Up, and Wake Up, Captain and Crew, Restart Your Engines. You can learn more about Roy and his Middle Age Renewal Training System by visiting his website, middleagerenewal.com. 